I have a very low tolerance level for stupid bullshit. The podcast is stories about being an old man, but we won't get into that in detail today. Let me just close this conversation by saying you are one unique individual. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today I've got stories about being an old man. What I mean is, I'm an old dude. We all know that. And as an old dude, I've experienced a lot, I've seen a lot, I've learned a lot. At least I like to think so. So today I'm revisiting a topic I've talked about in the past, things I've learned over the years, throughout my life, little snippets of information, little snippets of knowledge that I figured I'd pass along to you, and you can use it or discard it as you see fit. You know, it's basically the old dude saying, well, when I was a boy, we used to do whatever it is. And you can go, yeah, yeah, thanks, old dude. Or you could say, wow, that's pretty cool to know. So my plan is just to throw this stuff out there today and let you decide what to do with it. Now, what do I mean about stuff I've learned as an old dude? Well, some of it is basic food for thought, words of wisdom. Some of it is experiences. Some of it is impressions. Some of it is what I like to call life advice. And all of this stuff just comes to me over the years. And I jot notes down sometimes and just sometimes it sticks in my head. And I wanted to share it with you because I think a lot of it is important things to remember. I remember when I was 20, I remember when I was 30, I remember when I was 40, and at each of those stages I thought, well, I know everything I need to know. And then 10 years went by and I realized, holy crap, I've learned a lot. Like one of the basic things that I learned, life is unpredictable. We all have a plan. We all know what we want to do. We all have ideas of the goals we're going to pursue, the people we're going to hang out with, the places we're going to go, the jobs we're going to have. Let me tell you. You can't predict what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. You can make plans, but you never know what's going to happen. There's an old saying, and there are variations of it, but it goes something like this. Man makes plans, and God laughs. And that's the truth. You can plan anything you want, and if you believe in God, or if you believe in fate, or if you believe in karma, whichever way you want to go with that, you'll make plans, and something will happen, and those plans will fall through. Or they'll change. Or you'll change. Or the people you're with will change. And all of a sudden, those plans, they're not worth the paper they're printed on. I've told this story about being a limo driver when I was younger. And I thought I was going to drive limos for a number of years. This is when I was trying to break into radio. And I was a good limo driver. I was really good. Dependable. Showed up on time. Actually showed up early because that's what you're supposed to do. Did my job. Got people to their destinations the way you're supposed to. Service with a smile. Unpacked their bags. Or packed their bags, depending on which way we were going. Always did everything I was supposed to do. And then one day there was a personality conflict. The dispatcher and I got into it one day. There was a disagreement about who was supposed to take a job and who was supposed to not take a job. Who got this run, who got that run. And I was unwilling to share the fee that I'd earned on a job that I had. And so I told the dispatcher I wasn't going to do it. I'd earned the fee. It was mine. Wasn't my problem that there was a mix-up. I got the job with the good fee. I was keeping it. So I got fired for insubordination. The only time in my life that I've actually been fired. Now, I thought I was just standing my ground. And I thought I had a reasonable position. I was on the calendar. I took the job. I did the job the way that it was supposed to be done. And yet here I was getting screwed out of a fee that I'd earned. Because somebody else had made a mistake about scheduling. It wasn't my problem. I did the job. And I thought I was okay relying on the fact that I did the job. 
So I got fired. And it was out of the blue. There was no warning. It was, oh, you're fired. There was no two weeks notice. There was no severance package. There was nothing. It was like, you're out of a job. And all I was doing was defending myself. That's what I mean about life being unpredictable. I didn't have a backup plan. I didn't even have an inkling that I was going to lose that job. My plan was to hold on to that job until I broke into radio. The twist on all of that is I wasn't going to take it lying down. And I didn't. And I'll tell you about that in a second. But the point of it is stuff like that can happen to you for a good reason, for a bad reason, for no reason at all. It just happens. I was able to resolve that particular situation because I had a good relationship with the owner of the company. The owner of the company actually called me up and asked me what happened. And I explained, just as I said to you, I explained what happened. And the owner said, let me talk to the dispatcher, we'll see what we can do. But for me, from my position, I thought I was done. And it was a shock. And that's what I mean about the unpredictability of life. As it turns out, the owner told the dispatcher to hire me back, and I got my job back after a couple of days. We both had to apologize to each other. We both had to promise to work out any misunderstandings in the future. And my apology was one of those classic, well, I'm sorry if you misunderstood what I said type of apologies. Because I didn't do anything wrong, but I knew how to phrase it correctly so that I was apologizing properly. So I was able to work that situation out. But for a period of time there, I was like blown away. Things happen that you don't expect. Just from a totally different perspective, you know about the flood in my basement. I've lived in this place for over 10 years. Never had water in the basement like we had over the winter of 2021. And that's because there's a drainage problem that's not being handled by the condo association where we live. And that's something I'm handling separately. But this is what I mean about life being unpredictable. You wake up one morning to four inches of water in your basement and everything you own in the basement is either destroyed or almost destroyed. And not only do you have to try to salvage that stuff, but you got to get several inches of water out of your basement. And how do you do that? Quick, honey, get the bucket. I mean, what do you do? Overnight, from one day to the next, things change in your life and require instant reactions. So the point of that, live your life, enjoy your life, but be prepared for anything because anything can happen. Here's another thing I've learned growing older, and maybe this will sound a little weird to you, but it's just something you develop as you get older. You can look at somebody who you meet for the first time, whether it's in a social setting or in a business setting. You can look at them, and I'll tell you, nine times out of ten, you'll know if they're going to be an asshole before they ever say a word to you. I know that sounds harsh, but it's the truth. When I was younger, I used to give people a chance. I'd try to get to know them a little. I'd have a conversation with them, whether it's at a social setting or in a business setting. See what kind of person they are. What I've learned is you don't have to waste time with that. You've met enough people by a certain point in your life where you can size them up pretty accurately within about the first 30 seconds of laying eyes on them. You can tell by the car they drive, the clothes they wear, the way they talk to other people, the way they present themselves. You can look at them and go, oh, I know that guy's an asshole. And I'm telling you, nine times out of ten, I'm right. You can tell by the way they treat a colleague. You can tell by the way they treat a friend. You can tell by the way they talk to their kids or their spouse. Sometimes you can tell by the way a guy walks or the affect he has when he talks. You can just tell. I mean, people tell me, don't judge, don't jump to conclusions. And I say, I'm not jumping to conclusions. I'm using years of experience dealing with people to understand exactly who I'm dealing with before I waste time. But all of this comes from paying attention. I've talked about this before. Pay attention when you're talking to somebody, when you're at a party, when you're in a business setting. Just pay attention. Listen. You'll be able to figure out who's the asshole and save yourself time. This even goes to the basketball court. I've played pickup ball for years. 
I can already tell who's going to be the pain in the ass on the basketball court before we even run a play. I already know who's going to be the whiner. I already know who's going to be the ball hog. I already know who's going to be the guy who fakes an injury when he screws up a shot. You just know. So that's a nice little benefit of growing older, but you do have to pay attention to obtain that benefit. So I'm telling you, pay attention. The next two things are work-related. Actually, that last one is work-related too, when you come to think of it. Because you're at work, you deal with people, you know, oh yeah, I'm not dealing with that guy. But there's a couple other work-related things. The first one is working on vacation. I've talked about this before in my vacation episodes. I think I repeat this over and over because I think vacation time is so important. People work on vacation. Don't do that. Your vacation is supposed to be your time to recharge your battery and to get away from all the work that's stressing you out that makes you need a vacation in the first place. I know some bosses want you to work on vacation. I know you might have a job that requires you to work on vacation. Take your laptop with you. We might need you. Make sure you're available by cell phone just in case we need you. You know, if the company is that hard up that they can't get by without you for seven days, maybe you'd better rethink the company you're working for. Because they don't care about you. They care about getting their stuff done. If they cared about you, they'd understand the need for you to take a break. Everybody needs to take a break. It clears your mind. It makes you feel better about yourself, about your world. It lets you get close to your family. A vacation is a good thing for you, and the company that you work for should recognize that. So if the company you work for doesn't recognize that, find a different company. The other work-related thing I've learned, don't come to work sick. And let's not even put COVID into the equation. COVID is overtaking everything we do in our lives anyway. But let's go pre-COVID, or let's look post-COVID. Either way, don't come to work sick. Number one, it's going to take you longer to get better because you're not resting and you're not taking care of yourself. But number two, you're putting coworkers at risk. Why would you do that? Let's just say it's the common cold. Why would you go sneezing and coughing and germinating all over the place to make your coworkers sick? What does that accomplish? I mean, that to me has always been a selfish thing, going to work when you're sick. I mean, you might think, well, they need me. I have to be there. You know... They don't need you that bad. There's nobody to cover my shift. Somebody else will have to. Well, you know what? That's not your problem. That's the boss's problem for not having enough people on staff. If they're unwilling to staff their company correctly so that they have people who can pick up for you when you need to take a sick day, that's not your problem. That's their problem. And that's something I've gained perspective on as I've gotten older. Because I admit, I used to go to work sick. Well, I have to do that. I have to show my dedication. Except in going in there, barely awake, dragging my ass, my senses are dull, I'm coughing, I'm sneezing, I'm distracted. How much help am I when I'm just coughing and sneezing all the live long day? (laughs) Uh, Don't worry, I can do this. (laughs) I mean, how many times have we worked with somebody like that? And then when you're doing that, how worried are you that you're going to get sick? It's distracting, it's less productive, you don't get a chance to heal, you don't get a chance to feel better. Going to work sick is not a good thing, so don't do it. Take the sick day. And if your job doesn't have sick days, just like I said before, you'd best rethink the company you're working for. Here's another thing that I've learned as I've gotten older. It's going to sound weird, because some of us have such a weird view of what a married relationship is supposed to be about. And I think a lot of it comes from TV sitcoms. I've talked about this before. But we always see the husband and the wife at odds with each other. The husband always plotting to get away from the wife. 
the wife always doing things behind her husband's back. You know, that's not the way a marriage is supposed to work. And this goes to all marriages, same-sex marriages or mixed-sex marriages or whatever kind of marriage you're talking about. The partners are supposed to like each other. There's nothing wrong with having your own set of friends and doing things with your friends. If you have a bowling night with the guys, if the women are all on the local softball team together, whatever. But that doesn't mean that the spouses shouldn't like each other or want to spend time with each other. Actually, that's the goal. The goal is to have a relationship with someone that you want to spend time with. Because if the relationship is going to work out, that's the person you're going to be with for the rest of whatever. Why would you ever get involved in a relationship where you don't like the person you're supposed to be spending all of your time with? Somewhere along the line, people seem to get this idea that you get married, but you're not supposed to like your partner. You raise a family with your partner, you create a household with your partner, but somehow or other, you don't get along. Well, if you don't get along, what are you doing married? And the thing is, if you find yourself in that kind of a relationship, whether it's a formal marriage or just a long-term significant other relationship, if you find yourself in a situation where you don't get along, maybe you've done it wrong. Maybe you should rethink what your priorities are. Maybe you should rethink what you were hoping to get out of the relationship and what you're putting into the relationship. Because a marriage is supposed to be a bonding, a joining of two people with similar interests who complement each other, but in the long run, who actually like each other. Yeah, it's great to love each other. Yeah, it's great to have great sex together. But there's more to it than that. You're supposed to actually like each other. And it's okay to have that kind of relationship, and it's okay to have that as a goal. You shouldn't just settle for somebody who you get along with, who you can tolerate, who doesn't make you angry at the sight of them. You should want to be with the person you're married to. And if you don't, you've probably made a bad choice. Another thing I've learned as I've gotten older is that tolerating bullying has kind of become normalized as, well, boys will be boys, or it's just a stage they're going through. And don't get me wrong, boys aren't the only bullies. Girls bully too. If you listen to my episode of the podcast back in season one about growing up being bullied, I talk about that at length there. But one of the things that I've noticed over the years is that people excuse bullying. Bullying isn't normal behavior. It's become normalized because people accept it as just part of growing up. But it doesn't have to be. Not being a bully is something that can be taught. The problem is, so often the bullies come from families of bulliers. And so it's hard to teach this. Because the people we expect to teach the bullies not to be bullies are bullies themselves. But what I wanted to emphasize is it's not normal and it shouldn't be accepted. And as I've gotten older, I've seen that you can steer people away from that. And I've seen you don't have to accept it. People that I grew up with who would have been bullies grow up to be bullies. And I see those same people in the work environment and I just don't accept it. It's not normal for people to bully other people. Let me rephrase that. It's normal for some people. It shouldn't be acceptable. And so what I've learned over the years, I don't accept it. And I'm passing that advice on to you so that you don't accept it. Take the bullying out of your life. Don't accept it. Call people out for it. And if you see it, put a stop to it. Pushing people around, trying to make them do what you want them to do, is not acceptable. If you can convince somebody to do something, that's one thing. But bullying them into it is entirely different. And no one should accept that. Another thing that I've learned over the years is this. It costs nothing to be kind. Just be kind. There's an old saying, kindness is its own reward. You know what? That's true. There's nothing wrong with doing something nice for somebody 
just for the sake of doing something nice for somebody. Everything in life doesn't have to be a transaction. You don't have to be kind to somebody in the hope that they'll be kind to you or do something for you or pay you. It's okay just to be kind. Whether you want to call it pay it forward, whether you want to call it being a good Samaritan, whether you want to call it being a goody-goody, there's nothing wrong with being kind to other people. And in fact, recognizing that there are other humans out there who are worthy of our kindness just because they're humans. That's what makes us human beings. Whether it's holding a door for somebody, whether it's giving some money to the homeless guy on the street, whether it's letting somebody cut the line at the supermarket or get in the line of traffic at the exit ramp. Yeah, it's annoying sometimes, but you know what? Sometimes it's okay to be kind too, just for the sake of being kind. And here's the thing. I usually feel a whole lot better when I've been kind during the day than if I've been a grump or just a non-entity. I haven't done anything. Because if I do something kind, I remember, oh yeah, I let that lady cut in line at the supermarket. Oh yeah, I put a dollar in that homeless guy's cup. I remember my own little acts of kindness and it makes me feel better. I feel better about myself because I helped somebody out. Even in a little tiny way, it still makes me feel better. As usual, I have way too many things to go through, so I'm going to finish up with this one, but I've got plenty more for another episode, so we'll come back to this. Because as an old dude, I've learned a lot, and you may or may not like it, but it's what I've got, so I'm sharing it with you. But the last thing I want to share, and I've mentioned this before, and I'm going to mention it again, because it's so important. And it kind of circles back to what I started the episode with. It circles back to the life is unpredictable thing. This one is life is short. Your time here is limited. We are a little blip on the cosmic timeline. None of us know what's coming after this, if anything. So make the best of your little tiny segment of time. Take the time to create memories and experiences for you and your family. You can have nice cars, you can have nice houses, but those all can be taken away. Create memories and experiences, share time with the people that matter to you, and enjoy the time that you have together, because the time that we have is so short. You never know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to get hit by a bus tomorrow or live to be 115 years old. So live every day like it matters. And if you live every day like it matters, you'll get the most out of every day that you live. I did have one other thing I was going to add to the list of things I've learned, but it's actually a work in progress. One of my philosophies, and I've shared this with you before, one of my philosophies has been wear the hat of responsibility. Own up to your mistakes. Just be honest. If you do something wrong, step up and say, yep, that one's on me. And I still believe that to be the best policy. I still believe we should all do that. But one of the things I've learned is that not everybody feels the same way about that that I do. And where I once thought that everybody thought the same way I did, I've discovered that's not the case. In a lot of ways, a lot of people don't think anything like the way I think. Wearing the hat of responsibility? How many times do we see people with their hand in the cookie jar? A picture of them with their hand in the cookie jar. Three witnesses coming forward saying, I saw him with his hand in the cookie jar. And the guy with his hand in the cookie jar denies it. And not only denies it, but gets away with it. So I'm not advocating deny, deny, deny is the way to go. But one of the things that I've learned is that the people who subscribe to that philosophy don't seem to have a problem with it. Now, me personally, I couldn't live with myself. I would feel too guilty. I know there's a right and a wrong. But the thing that I've learned, not everybody has the same moral compass that I do. And so I wanted to share that with you, too. 
as normal as you think you are, as right as you think you are, there's a whole lot of people out there who totally disagree with you and who do not think the way you think. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a fact of life. And it's something I wanted to share with you. While I was putting this episode together, I did come across a phrase that really struck home with me. Because it's so, so true as you get older. When we were kids, we got punished by having to go to bed early. We got punished by being grounded, not being allowed to leave the house. We were prohibited from going over to a friend's house or going to a party. As I've gotten older, I've realized those childhood punishments are basically my goals as an adult. I don't want to go anywhere. I'd like to sit in my house, in the comfort of my own home, with the people that I love the most, and go to bed early and get some sleep. It's kind of funny how our perspectives change, isn't it? Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for being here. As always, I appreciate the time that you spend listening, and I appreciate all your support. You guys are the best, and I can't thank you enough. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you.